Welcome back to Nervous Rex, a Neon Genesis Evangelion podcast that is 50% death, 50% rebirth, and 100% trauma. Or 100%, I should have said 100% mailbag. This one said. is this one is 50% reread, 50% first time read. <laughs> All right, no, I'm not even reading these questions, I'm just hearing them. The, the format, the math is... 50%, 50 read, 50% listen. Here. <laughs> and 100%, 100% mailbag. mailbag. Alright, we figured it out in media res, everybody. Welcome back to Nervous Rex. All caps when you write the pod's name. My name is Joe, I use any and all pronouns. Uh, my name is Chris, I use he, him pronouns. We watched the show. All of it. You heard it, probably. It'd be weird if you were listening to this and you hadn't listened to the rest of it, but we did it. How, uh, before, we, we have a bunch of questions here to answer from, from dear listeners of this show, but I mean, just starting off, like, how do you, how do you feel? Uh, I feel, uh, I feel good. We, we watched the show and uh, overall liked it, although it's funny because I'm remembering parts of the show that like, were a long time ago that we were both like, man, I hate this show. <laughs> like or or at least I was. I distinctly remember a couple times saying I hate this show, uh, which is I don't really know if funny it was ever like, that strong, but but I know I said I, it. Th- that's the thing is back. I I had the context of being like, well, I know this show frames a lot of things as bad, so I don't know if I'm mad at this or not. But like I I think I liked our our criticisms of it. Yeah, but it's just it's uh, but that was you know that was I mean even at that time I was like I enjoyed the show just parts of it like piss me off and, and then mm-hmm. um but then like uh obviously a lot of that stuff goes away as it goes on so basically we just had good times for a long time and then the, the show ended like uh successfully for me which i was like kind of not sure about because the ending had been like hyped up a lot like i didn't know anything about what actually happened but like i just you know you hear things about mm-hmm. the uh hype is an interesting word i do feel like it's an often discussed ending yeah, I guess I don't mean the hype, but I mean like people making it seem like w- regardless whether you're going to like it or not like it, it's like you it's know, a big thing. It's a big, relevant, like important thing, which is like I, I always recognize like okay, but what if I like watch it and it just falls flat for me? Like, what's mm-hmm. that going to be like? But yeah, so I feel good considering that I watched a new show that I hadn't before that I you know arguably should have and uh, got a lot out of it, and then uh, felt it had a satisfying ending. So how else was supposed to feel? Good. I'm just I'm just checking in. Um, you know, obvi- obviously, when you we really like the finale, our episode was very positive on it. A lot of people were surprised at how almost exclusively positive our episode was. I mean, I I loved that ending, and I was very happy that you did. Yeah, I mean, I'd be happy to bury it if it wasn't good, but I just didn't find anything mm-hmm. wrong with it, really. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm so happy that you enjoyed what was presented in those episodes. Um, and I really liked your conversation on it. But I wanted to, you know, have having that like that high moment of having just watched them wash away. You know, it's been like, I don't, time is fake, so I don't actually know how long it's been, uh, like a week and a half, two weeks since you watched it. I was just like, how do you feel about the whole show as a whole? And your answer is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say like, really good like not good enough to be like we're like this is like my new favorite show of all time or anything but mm-hmm. i definitely like have a lot of like strongly positive feelings about it and like a lot of like good memories like from it so and i i respect it a lot so like yeah yeah really good i'm glad i'm glad that this was a positive i, I mean this is echoing some of the stuff we said before but i'm glad this has been like a positive media experience for you it would really be a bummer if we watched 26 episodes of something dedicating this many hours of our lives and i was just like eh, it's fine yeah yeah, maybe some of yeah, maybe some of that's like um self-fulfilling prophecy when you just like analyze something so much you're likely to to walk away with positive feelings on it. 
can hear my cat clawing up a chair. Yeah, Mouse is, or Batman is in protest of, of uh, that, that statement you just made, considering how many hours I've watched WB programming and analyzed it to death, and I can tell you it does not breed positivity. Yeah, yeah, there's some stuff where I, I, I've certainly done a lot of analytical work on shit that I think is not good. Yeah. Can't think of anything now, but I just know, I just know there's something out there if I were to remember it. But yeah, that's all, that's all good stuff. If, if, if anything comes up throughout this uh, mailbag that you want to, you know, look back on now that you have finished the show. Like, if you remember, like, oh, yeah, fuck us up with Magma Diver or some shit. Mm-hmm. Which, it won't, yeah. be, it won't be Magma Diver because that episode no. is uh, <laughs> fucking pencil thin. Yeah. But, yeah, and um, I guess, you know, we don't have any, like, episode to recap at the top of this one. But I, I will speak a little bit to uh, Death and Rebirth. I referenced it in the opening, but it is a movie that I watched uh, yesterday with some some folks in the Discord. I did a little live stream in the Discord. Thanks for everyone who joined. But I'll, I'll talk about that because it's, it's a little bit more than just a recap movie. Like, it's not just the 26 episodes in order, but, like, cut down to, to fit uh, an hour and 10 minutes. But it's, it's a, actually a pretty interesting presentation of information. It kind of jumps all around the timeline and... It, it it clarifies some things with visual language as opposed to just saying it. Like it'll hard cut from, you know, Adam in the in the briefcase, if you remember from like episode seven or eight, it'll hard cut from that to Gendo's hand with it. And I'm like, oh cool. You said it. You didn't like it's not like someone explained to me, oh yeah, Gendo put the fucking tadpole in his hand, but the information is still relayed within uh Evangelion's stylistic language in a way that i i really like um i think i think if you wanted a refresher on the show and you wanted to do it in like an hour 15 i think it's an interesting watch worth checking out if you haven't seen it there's they add some uh some framing around it of the of the the four children slowly joining each other playing instruments which i think is a uh, interesting to return to uh like the stage imagery from the from the show's finale I swear to God, when you said four children, I thought you were making a joke like four kids dub. No, that there, there's a very funny joke in there that I haven't considered before. But no, I mean literally the the four, uh, okay, not counting it. not counting Toji. I guess the four children because it's Kawaru that is the fourth in the in in this. Um, they do they do show the like the the Toji episode or the episode where Toji is in a robot and Shinji has to has to fight it. That is um included. There's some really strong cuts uh in it like it'll 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 do hard cuts from like uh i'm like us like asuka having good like good moments in the robot and then hard cut to her in the bathtub shit like that just like it 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 takes all of the pieces and makes an interesting like portrait out of them like it doesn't i i can't really recommend it if you haven't seen the show but having seen the show i think it's a very fascinating uh rearranging of what's there in a in a tight time frame, but it's nothing like different, right? It doesn't change any plot points or anything. It just kind of by by virtue of having like like not following the set path of a twenty six episode show, it's it'll just jump wildly between like shit that happened in episode one and shit that happens in like episode uh, sixteen, seventeen to just like recontextualize information. Like there what. They show Asuka in the bathtub from like the end of the from episode twenty four. They show that very early on, and 
they will just cut from that to like her introduction and then from that to like her other backstory stuff just to like show you all of that while forcing you to think about where she ends up as a result of piloting the Ava. Oh, so it's like not intended to be like taken in like chronologically really. Like, no, no, it's it's certainly not that's a replacement. Interesting. That's that sounds for the that's show. an interesting little project there. Yeah, it's 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 it, it feels like a project. That's the thing, it doesn't feel like a it feels like do you remember the, like halfway through the show there was the recap episode but they framed it as like a report from Nerd? Yeah. And they like did a bunch of weird style stylization stuff with that. This is kind mm-hmm. of like that to me. Like Ano being like, yeah, I can, I, I can c- condense the core themes in like a stylistic presentation in an hour, ten minutes uh, of of episodes one through twenty four. Notably, this isn't twenty five or twenty six included in this. Although it definitely, some of the some of the cuts and imagery definitely feels like it. You know, you can tell it was made after those two episodes. But this was, yeah. So that's the the death half. Is that I recommend checking that out, Chris, if you if you're interested in. Uh, like a refresher before watching End of Evangelion even, I recommend it. I just didn't, I hadn't seen it, so I hadn't really considered it like a recommended thing to slot into the schedule. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to be able to speak to it for the podcast, and I'm glad that I, I watched it. Um, but then the last 30 minutes of it are the first 30 minutes of End of Evangelion, which is a very strange thing they did. Uh, presumably, the, the the nature of End of Evangelion is kind of like... I, I think people were eager for it that were disappointed by by the the ending of the show. So I think they were like including a, a a bigger peek at it rather than just like a teaser or a commercial. They were like, all right, yeah, we'll we'll release this movie and give you like a sneak peek ahead of time at at this uh this big movie we're doing called End of Evangelion. So I would say if you do check it out, there's there's a credits for the TV crew before the last thirty minutes start. So that's a perfectly fine time to just like, all right, close this window and then go open up uh, End of Evangelion, uh, which I think it's not really a spoiler at this point to say it starts where episode 24 ends. I mean, we'll talk about the term alternate ending when we get there, but it's it's a movie that takes place after episode 24. Okay. End of Evangelion is uh, presented with two title cards, kind of like an episode, but it is essentially like an alternate episode 25 and an alternate episode 26 and they're each longer i see okay i won't say too much more until we get there but uh yeah if you yeah that's that's the rebirth half is just the first 30 minutes of of indaviva uh but that's that what uh i I guess i guess we can probably jump into some questions now unless unless chris you had anything specifically you were curious about death and rebirth um no you ended up answering any questions i would have had all right, then we will now dig into the mailbag from from questions from the listeners of this fine podcast. And I have the first one here queued up from Blue Sunrise uh, from our Discord. What was the most visually impressive scene in the show, in your opinion? Ooh, God, there are so many to choose from. Yeah, the, I'm trying to... I, I was hoping that, like, watching Death would remind me of, like, oh, yeah, this shit. Honestly, like most of like almost all of twenty four just looks great. Yeah, that like the the way that they use Kawaru. Uh, I hope all all I think all of my answers might just be Kawaru in episode twenty four. But it, the way that they use him as an angel and he just kind of floats around, I love that shit. Um, and the way that like the the Avis follow him and like fight in the in the tunnel. I was thinking one of the things that popped in my head. 
I don't think it's my answer, but I think I just got to start like talking so like, my brain can like mm-hmm. think about the rest of it. One of the first things I thought of was that one shot with like the the big red sun behind um, the one. I believe it's the the unit 04 or whatever. It is that episode. Yeah, I think it is 04, uh, like marching towards the camera. Yeah. What, what's the wording of the question? The most impressive? Yeah. Visual? Vis- visually impressive is the wording that they use. Because I was actually thinking, like, do you remember the fight where they are like, it's it's the first time that all three Evas work together in like the the, the, the like tall tunnel shaft. Mm-hmm. They have to like make up and, and like they're very in a confined space, and the angels like above them at the top of it. I was thinking of that as like mm-hmm. impressive because I I feel like I follow that action really well, even though it's like in a really mm-hmm. like tight quarters and uh, it's all just presented very well. Like that's something I would consider impressive. I know the whole show looks good. Also, I, there's like some animation in the last two episodes that's like all hand drawn that I think is really impressive too. Yeah, I was really, I was really impressed by like obviously some of the like action choreography and stuff that we saw in scenes like the one you mentioned and in like some of the like Ava fights and, and and stuff. But I, you know, we also talked a lot during the show about being impressed by small things, even just like hanging on shots for a long time. So like impressive mm-hmm. really like opens it up pretty wide in a show like this. I was even like visually impressed by the the like low budget like storyboard art that they included it towards the end of the show. Like I that art style was like beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like it's kind of a cheap answer to say like oh my top visual thing is probably the the bit of animation in the finale where like Shinji is standing and then he like flattens into into like the side and turns into like a bird and a bunch of other shit. Like just watching that on yeah. a loop is like wild, but. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of great action choreography with uh with with all the uh the Eva units. The dancing episode is is a highlight. I love how um yeah. how how they choreograph that to fit within like the what like 30 seconds or like 60 seconds they have. But yeah, it's uh Chris, it's interesting you mentioned um the the hanging on on long moments. That'll that'll be a great segue into the next question I have listed here from from Stephen Moore on Twitter. They they ask what's what's our take on the the Ano freeze frames that he often does, uh, and uh, especially with regard to them getting longer as the series went on. And if you do like them, do we have our favorite ones? I think they're awesome. Yeah, I think I think I think we vocally supported them <laughs> on the show. I don't think I can really think. There might have been like one that I felt lasted too long, and if I did, I I would have said so. But I don't think I even really remember that I, I was pretty sure i was a fan of all of them and but absolutely my favorite one is like i think it's pretty like, obvious like the 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 longest one of all time where uh shinji's just holding koru like it's amazing like yeah that one's that one's really special because like it is contextual contextualized by such a fast-moving frantic episode i was really happy in the death and rebirth movie where that wasn't shortened at all they included that full thing. Um, but it also reminded me of two other ones I really like. Uh, early on, where Shinji stabs the, the weird tongue angel, they hold on the shot of it like silhouetted against the sunset for a little bit. And uh, the long elevator rides I love a lot, too, with uh, yeah. Asuka and Rei. Those are, those are pretty long. Yeah, and, and those are well done, too. They just don't have the same like level of... Like, like that, the shot of just like hanging there with Koru is like, 
there's like moral philosophy happening in a frozen screen for like yeah what feels like is, six minutes like it, it it is such an impressive like crescendo of the episode that that the decision of freezing on that frame and just letting the music play out is more effective than like anything else that could have gone over it like more like they didn't need to talk more about it or handering over it more or show their faces just like letting the the viewer process it in real time like that before anything happened is is so good and yeah it runs like yeah it's great 30, 40 seconds i might even be exaggerating because that's like me trying to guess like a realistic amount of time but it might only be like 20 it might be longer than that i don't know i, I could go either way i refuse to time it <laughs> yeah speaking of i didn't actually intend this uh transition but speaking of uh time spent i have two questions here from kira and the discord that go together uh what is something you wish eva spent more time on and what is something you wish the show spent less time on oh i'm gonna think you want to answer that one first i'm gonna think about that uh i i think i don't i, I i'm so like indoctrinated to like the show as as the finished work as it is where i'm just like yeah there's a point that certain things weren't uh expanded upon or or or, or were expanded upon by so much i mean by like Anno's own admission he kind of just forgets about ray <laughs> uh for a little while i i think i i do kind of wish there were more interactions with her on screen with the with with the focus on like shinji and asuka for so much of the show in the back half but I think, like, that that's really the only thing I can think of, like, wishing there was more of in the show. Like, I think, you know, the stuff with Kawori was so effective because it's so condensed. And then, like, less time on, I mean, there's the obvious answer of, like, some of the, some, some of the sexualization stuff doesn't land very well or the way it's intended. There, I feel like a lot of the stuff with Asuka early on is repetitive. Like, obviously, uh, I think the back half of the show is phenomenal with her uh in terms of like extrapolating on her backstory and stuff but then there's like i don't think anything in magma diver is necessarily bad i just think it feels a little repetitive like if i had to think of something um that could be skipped i think like you know i don't think i get any new information about asuka or, or her character from magma diver that i don't get from uh the dancing episode or or, or later episodes that i think those are probably the best i can answer those two yeah, I I think if I like somehow had access to my brain at the time of watching, I bet there were things. No, actually, I probably wouldn't have thought that even then because I was probably thinking, well, maybe this like goes somewhere. I bet there's things about to watch again now where I'd be like, oh well, this doesn't really end up being anything, so they like don't like we don't need to see it right now. But um, looking back on it, like yeah, I mean, I feel like I wish it tried to be a boobs and butt show less, um, <laughs> and uh, but that's kind of it i guess like and like i don't know i guess i agree with your answers as far as like some of the like early asuka beats of like she doesn't like shinji and she smacks him whatever else like i don't know it feels like we we got like you know maybe a little bit more of that than we needed and and whatever else but like i don't know at, at the very least as someone just like watching along for the first time waiting for everything to pay off and then even after it did like there's nothing that immediately jumps to mind of being like well that was unnecessary what a waste of time like there might be if i go back and look at it but like nothing's jumping to mind where it's like that was a bore or like it didn't go anywhere like so i i don't really feel like there was anything that needed to be spent less time on other than like you said just like the weird like 
sexual stuff. Mm-hmm. And like even as far as like stuff I wish they spent more time on, that's really hard because actually no, I do ha- I do have one. I think I would like to see more of Shinji and um Kaji's relationship. Like whatever time that they were and maybe they weren't, but like I got the feeling that they were kind of spending time together that we didn't get to see. So if that's the case, if they were, I would have liked to see more of that. Because I never fully like it. We talked about it enough to where I was like, I can like make it up in my head why I think they have the relationship they have, but like I never like really like got from like the show's text itself mm. like what the deal was between those two really. Yeah, that's fair enough. I thought of like, oh man, more of Kaji's watermelon patch, more of Pin Pin. Like, those are like a little more jokey, but also I guess kind of true. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I I think especially having recently finished a rewatch, I'm like, I think I prefer a lot of the more serious stuff in the back half of the show t- to the lighthearted stuff. But uh, but I think like I just I really appreciate that evolution. Like the you you can tell like Ano kind of grows with the show. Oh, being made over, uh, I mean, like, un- just under a year, I think it's, uh, like, 95 to 96. But, yeah, I think, I, I think less could have been more with, like, the, the statements trying to be made about sexualization and, like, how Ano like, starts to hate otaku culture and, like, uh, make it, like, the thing, yeah, that's the thing, it's, like, it's, it's in the show and also, like, it's not supposed to be, like, good in the show, but also it's, it's there, it's this gray area, and I just... I think less could have been more, and I don't think it lands every time it's tried. The only other thing I thought about as far as, like, wishing for more time spent, and the reason I went with a different answer once I thought of it, is because, like, I'm still not really decided on this, is, like, I like I said on the show, I think the ending we got is amazing, so I wouldn't I wouldn't change the ending. But, like, if you could get that ending and see more of the literal how did the human instrumentality process uh, project come about, then, like, Maybe I would have liked to see how he achieved instrumentality, but also maybe I don't. Like, maybe I don't want to know. Because, like, because, like, the end that you get is, like, it's great. Like, coming out of it, I mean, like, what the fuck is going on? And, like, and like you just see the results of it, and you're in this weird, like, dream with the stage and stuff. And, like, and, like it, it, it's got those kind of dark undertones of, like, maybe, like, in this alternate, like, timeline, like, Gendo killed... Ritsuko and, and Masato and it feels like you've stumbled upon this like it's almost got like this like tragic like crime feel to it and like but you have no idea what's going on it's like so maybe it would have been kind of like some of that like mystique would have been like ruined if they'd been like and before we show you all the weird stuff with the slice slice thing here's Gendo pressing a button you know like I don't <laughs> know maybe would, maybe it wouldn't have been better so I don't know mixed feelings yeah I think that's all fair I think those are all fair questions to have hanging over your head and it's very fun listening to them <laughs> i'll say that <laughs> but yeah um i think that's i think that que- those questions are answered um real quick before we move on to the next one can we jump back a second to the sure the second one are there people that do not like the freeze frames surely there are people there i mean there are people who think that it's just filling time and it's not like an artistic decision which is like wild that's to me so to even dumb. process that's I watched that as a teenager and I knew that dumb, it was like whatever. M- meaningful. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> how do you think they would just how do you uh, think they decide it's like all right, and now this is the time to just leave it because we don't know what else to do? Like, I don't know. There there are people that think non-action scenes are filler. Like 
I was just shit talking Magma Diver a little bit. Well, but even still, like there are people who call that episode filler because it doesn't necessarily progress the specific plot or like have huge revelations. And frankly, I think it boils down to people not liking it very much. Um, but like, yes, yeah, people, people shouldn't be allowed to learn terms. They just use them and they learn them and then yeah. just like say shit with them. Yeah, I, I feel that way about a lot of terms. But that's the thing. It's like, well. After, like, the first six episodes, nothing, like, none of this really matches the manga it's originally based off of, so, like, filler is a meaningless term. Uh, there's a lot of shows that aren't adaptations that people, ref- like, say have filler, and it's like, well, it's not what that word means, just you, you didn't like an episode that deviated from the the very forward plot, but also there's a lot of things moving on at one point in this show. But yeah, I don't know, there, there's the thing. Yeah, it's like, haven't you ever heard of a character? I don't know, whatever. I, I don't know, yeah, it's like... There are artistic decisions to be made. I, I don't know why people don't like the, the free, like, not liking it. I guess I, I, I don't personally understand, but I could uh, imagine it. But just saying that, like, it's filling time is a, a, a wild bad faith reading. Well, because, like, I could understand someone not enjoying watching it. Yeah, but, like, even knowing the show had, like, budget issues, I look at the last episodes and I look at the freeze frames and I'm like, these are artistic decisions. Maybe if they're born out of budget restrictions i get that but like they are doing something with it it's not just filler like filling time yeah i get i get i could see an audience being like turned off by that that kind of like because it's it's a little bit like like a little bit antagonistic to the to the viewer with how long it goes but like in a way that like we obviously appreciate yeah jokes on you fucker i love it i love it when media is antagonistic to me (laughs) Like, but but I, I can understand the viewpoint of, like, yeah, I don't like sitting there looking at the same image for, like, half an hour, but I, I don't get the idea that someone thinks that was, like, an accident. Like, that it was, like, just, like, oh, shit, we didn't finish our homework. Put, put in a long silence. I, I think it's more, like, rather than, like, unfinished or anything, I just, people feel like it's, like, it's, it's a lazier decision. Because it is less I'm not gonna, movement on screen, but yeah, that's like we shouldn't even benefit that with any more time on our show. Yeah, I should just I should just bleep it out so no one hears me say it. Then no one knows what I said. Anyways, we can move on. I have uh, two questions here that I think uh, work together pretty well. Flutter Dark on Discord asked, uh, "Now that you've seen, they say nearly everything. I'll just say now that we've seen the whole show, who is your favorite character?" And uh, Blue Sunrise on Discord asks. Uh, which side character is second best after Pin Pin? So I don't know the differentiation between like side character and main character in your mind. Like Ano, Ano's work is yeah. so character driven that like honestly, almost every character on screen is pretty well fleshed out. But I, I would say like side side character I think is easier for me to pick because I would say like all right, among categories of character not given a lot of so- like screen time, it's like Kazi or Fuyutsuki are the ones I find the most interesting. Um, whereas like main spotlight characters i would say probably masada or asuka and i could go into that more but i i'll let you you're saying those are your favorite characters for those categories uh i mean favorites like a weird word because every every character in this show is so fucking like messy but like you know acknowledging that and respecting that i think i I kind of said the most interesting that i find within the show my gut reaction would uh, when I heard favorite character was Masato, which would probably not be surprising because like every episode I was like, oh, what's Masato doing this time? Did she get she gets her own episode next time. How grand. But um, best side character besides Pen Pen, because that fucker runs away with it so hard. So who <laughs> comes up after? I don't steals every oh, you scene. Know what, you know what it is? It's Toji. Toji, Toji is the yeah, best Toji's side great. character. 
Toji's great. Yeah. I uh I, I, I think... forgot about him for a second, but yeah. Yeah, Toji kind of like he really sh- he's like goes away. Yeah, like that. Yeah, his arc is so kind of defined by how much time he's not on screen. Like it's it's kind of interesting that he comes back and becomes important, and then uh, is is uh, never really seen again. That's another thing where I'm kind of like, oh, I might have liked to, I might have liked to see more of that, but I'm like, no, I think it that works this the way. story works yeah. fine without it. So you so you don't need it. Yeah. Yeah, like it's it is it is like made important by its absence. It is an absence that is noticeable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I was really surprised on my rewatch how much I gravitated to Masato when I didn't my first time, and how much I f- found myself actually liking Kaji's arc. Like, obviously, like you know, we can talk shit about his actual in-text actions, but I find his actual character on screen uh, so interesting. How like he is just too good at his job, and also he's kind of an asshole to people sometimes. But like the way the show presents that as him just being like completely dog shit, and then to like that very cool role he does, just kind of like roll you into him doing a bunch of very good things, and then be like, no, Masato loved him and misses him very, very much. It's just he was introduced as like a like it's it's like Ano's really playing with like perspective and framing to to kind of force you to grapple with like shitty people have good sides shitty people have like uh, good people have shitty sides nothing is nothing is black and white which i think is also a part of why i like masato so much i i i couldn't even really say why i gravitated to her so hard because like she's not the character that i like relate to the most and she's not like the coolest character but like she was always the one that i was like that i like liked the most and that i was like the most interested to see what she would do like Mm -hmm. i don't i don't know why but like that just is what it is i think for me i definitely noticed a lot of like her having similar issues to both shinji and asuka but like representing it at a different point in her life and in a different like a different generational trauma coming from like her having grown up with it i think was like just like a fascinating parallel to all of the you know like still a teenager childhood trauma that is being presented and grappled with on screen and i I think it makes sense that i grapple with that more now than i did watching the show as a teenager (laughs) yeah i mean like that could be part of it is like even though i just said like that you know she's not the one i relate to the most maybe there's a little bit of like subconscious relation happening just by the fact that like she's the one that's closest to my age like i'm not mm. i'm not a shinji and i'm not a gendo but like masato is about right you know like mm-hmm. that's getting closer yeah i don't know if i relate to characters in this show so much as moments i mean like i mean there's definitely a lot of things about shinji's whole deal that i, sure. I see a lot of uh myself in so our next question here comes from friend of the show jory there's only one Jory, and they ask on Discord, how cool did you think the robots were? Um, and with that, I don't know if you have like a favorite of the Eva units. I'm a, I'm a real sucker for, uh, for just Shinji's Eva 01, but... Yeah, Shinji's is my favorite, and I'm going to have, I think, what will be an unpopular opinion. I'm going to say the robots were, were very cool, Shinji's in particular, but like... The robots were not as cool as they could be, I feel like. I thought you were going to say not as cool as the angels, which is also, which um, is fair. I do think I'm more interested in the variety there than the Eva unit. Maybe. 
I, I I'm, think... I'm a real sucker for for the Ava's design. Like compared to like a lot of other robots I've seen in my life, <laughs> I think the Ava are some of the top ones. Yes, I just feel like next to Shindy's, which is like a really like iconic design that's like super cool. Mm. I'm honestly so, like having trouble summoning up in my head what the other two looked like with Oscars. I just like, I just know it was red. Like, but yeah, it's, it's harder a, to picture. They have what the uh, other distinct two head like. shapes, really. Um, more more than anything, I would say like like the color and the head shapes are what vary. Asuka's has four eyes, I think. Ray's looks so fucking boring, but I think that's the point. Like it's got like it just kind of looks like a a robot. Like it still has the same like yeah. stocky long build, which of course like their creatures and armor will we learn later on. But yeah, which I I, th- I think that lends to their overall design in a good way. I um. I think Shinji's we also see do the most fucked up shit. Yeah. One is kind of the only one with a mouth, but it, like, you know, breaks open and it replaces its arm that one time. It has the best, I think, movement of all three for sure. Yeah. And I I will say, like, like I said, they're really cool. Like, the Avas have, all three of them have a lot going for them. Like, for one, like, they just, like, they look cool. They have, like, a bit of cool stuff with, like, getting the the guns out of the big like buildings and they, mm-hmm. they have like the little knives they pull out. Um, the fact that they, it is such a drastically different concept from other mech shows where it is like a living thing that like man has somehow harnessed and made into this fucked up like war machine. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all very cool. And I, the thing I'm going to say here, I'm going to like couch in like the thing. It's like, I know what show I watched. I understand it's going for something different than this, but I will say that part of what I think is making me feel like, yeah, they were cool, but like it never got like all the way there as far as them being cool. Is because like they they're not supposed to be cool. It's supposed to be fucking awful, actually. <laughs> well, like yeah, I mean that and that might be part of it. And, and I think part of it is just that it wasn't trying to be like a typical like mech show. I was a G Gundam kid, and so mm. like I loved how different all those like Gundams were, and like they all had like different shit. It's like ooh, this like the French one's got like a sword, and like the one from China's got the the, the dragon arms. It's like terrible yeah. stereotypes, but the but the robots were all really like cool and different, and like they all had like different uh, designs and abilities and stuff. And so like I've always latched onto stuff like that in media. So if, like for me personally, it might have been like doper if it was like oh Rays can do this and Oscars can do that, but like it's, it wasn't really the focus of the show to make like a. Uh, like pokemon-esque scenario you know like it's not it wasn't like that yeah i think i think the show kind of has that process with how different the angels are instead um Mm -hmm. because i i think ano in the shows across i think his whole body of work is so um into like the governmental bureaucracy of things like sure i think they are like great designs and uh i think the color palette does help them be like visually distinct when you're you're looking at all of them um, but like overall, like they are designed to be like these are things that the government made <laughs> to to do its job. Yeah. And the angels are the things that are like uh so much more imaginative. Yeah. But that being said, the robots are very cool and they do very cool shit. Yes. They're also not robots, but I, I'm kinda of surprised Jory didn't include that in the joke because they love making that joke of like actually they're not robots, but that's <laughs> uh I don't even know how serious that question was when when he when they posted it. If you put it in front of my grandpa Larry and he says it's a robot, it's a robot. It's certainly the the show wants us to think of them as robots and then uh, grapple with the fact that they are not later on. Following that up, we had uh, the same question come from two different people. Uh, Colton on Twitter and Flutterdark in the Discord asked, what is your favorite angel design? 
I knew this was going to come up, but I'm going to have to, like, ask you to, like, give me a rewind on some of these angels. I can, just, I can, like, name uh, some. I can pull up a list of them. The the only one that's coming to mind right now, uh, well, the first one is just, like, Big Triangle, but I know it's yeah, not my favorite. Ray, it's just the most memorable. Wheel's really like, good, though, is the thing. I remember the triangle. I remember Kawaru. I remember the tongue. I, uh, the one with the shadow, like, the orb with the shadow, I think is real. Like, that's, like, some JoJo shit. <laughs> It reminds me so much of a stand in part three that I won't go more in detail because I know you're watching it right now. I I might have I might have the gotten end. there. I'm not sure. Oh, never mind then. No. The thing is, because this... I was gonna look up a list, but I was like, well, yeah. maybe I want to see something I shouldn't see. Yeah, and, this like... this list has some stuff you haven't seen yet. Yeah. But uh, I think I mean I think the ones that are memorable to you are memorable for a reason. But the f- I mean honestly, you know you know though the first the very first one had a really cool design. It does. Yeah. It's the most conventional, but it's also, like, it's really cool. What has, like, the two faces that, like, show up after the fight, like, goes on for a while? That's, like, again, like, it, that is kind of the most conventional, I think, uh, fight with with an angel that Shinji has. Like, that like that one and the tongue one. And then Ramiel's, like, where it starts to get weird, because it's just, well, I mean, it's just a shape. And then it is, like, just a defensive beast. But, yeah, I mean, this thing, I, I think angel designs... Uh, I think the fact that they made a big diamond terrifying is cool. Yeah, the first one, I think Lilith up on the cross is fucking, like, grotesque in a cool way. Uh, but Are I, we counting that? Because that, that, that design I mean, is awesome. I mean, Lilith is an angel. I think she's the second one. Then that one that one has my favorite design, then. Because yeah. that's, like, going to be burning my brain forever. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, certain iconography sticks with me more than specifically. Like, like Asuka throwing the lance is what I remember, not the fact that there was an angel in orbit. Uh, Shinji and, and all the other, uh, Ava's, like, having, holding their AT field up and stopping the bomb one is what I remember, not the bomb one. So, yeah, it's kind of split between, like, moments and fights I remember versus, like, angels. I, like, t- I don't know what the fuck, the, the one angel that's just, um, takes over Toji's robot, like, that angel doesn't have a design, it's just a very, uh, yeah. you know, harrowing moment that comes out of it. So it's kind of, you know, I like most of them. The the angels get so conceptual, which is like really cool, but then also it doesn't lend itself to like memorability because then I was like, oh yeah, there was like the one mm-hmm. with the computers. I don't know, we didn't even get to see it. Like I don't know what it looked like. Like yeah, I remember thinking those episodes are great, but like the yeah. angels themselves, like trying to focus it down to that is is hard to say. But pretty much like also um where Unit One goes berserk and eats the engine. That's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> That's like terrifying. I love that shit. Oh, was that the one? I don't even remember what that angel looked like. I just remember what the Ava did in that. Isn't that the? Are you talking about the one where that was the one with Toji? This is the what happens after the Toji one. Because this is when so Toji is when like that that episode happens and Chenji's like I'm never gonna do it again after what happened to Toji, and then he ends up getting back in the robot after he talks to Kaji next to the watermelons, and that's the one where the the Eva goes berserk and like tears the angel apart and and then it like howls in- right yeah yeah eats its engine it okay. howls yeah that's great but i could not i i, genuinely... I don't remember what the thing looked like exactly yeah. yeah um that's that's not what sticks with me because that whole scene has so much going on but yeah i mean ramiel's definitely in my top five even bits aside but uh yeah lilith lilith is good kawari is like an obvious easy, easy one but again that's the episode not like because he looks cool i mean he does look cool but like 
still. Yeah, Koru is cool because of the idea of, like, an angel taking human form, not because of the actual character is that, like, miraculously well-designed. He looks like an anime boy. It's, yeah. like, it, it's it's fine. It's not bad, but, like, yeah. He's I, a well-designed yeah. anime boy. I'm not knocking that either. <laughs> right. But. Yeah, Lilith is up there. Yeah, Lilith is top for me, and then probably Ramiel, and then the um the monster man from the first one. Yeah, that's that, that. I think the first one is a great, like, taking a good swing at a kaiju monster thing. Yeah. Like, it's not so bizarre as some of the other ones, but it's just, like, it's just good. And it looks like um a villain from one of the Dragon Ball Z movies. I believe the character's name is, like, Harutagarn. I'm looking it up right now to make sure that I got the right one. Oh, yeah, yeah. This This dude. This can all be cut. I just want you to know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, I guess I see the similarity. Yeah. Bones? Skull? <laughs> uh, that almost kind of like Big. green, like dark green tint, yeah. kind of. like yeah. It looks like a shiny in Pokemon Gen 1. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that with me. You're welcome. Uh, another one from Flutterdark on the Discord said, uh, Since you started watching Eva, have you seen any other media that reminds you of it? Uh, and they said uh, they have a recent example when they started Astral. Uh, it says it's very similar to Unit Zero Test and the Evas in general. I think a lot of things are inspired by it, but, like, similar to it. I don't know. I feel like the thing is, for me, I think of all the things that have directly referenced it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I think of that time that Steven Universe references uh, <laughs> End of Evangelion. But, like, I, I, this might be a better question for you, since I think I've just, like, it's just been a part of my, my canon for so long. I mean, I feel like you will have actual answers of things because you know things that have <laughs> referenced it. I don't think i i mean outside of okay, the answer is yes but i already covered it is the firefly phone house well I, that's, I guess that's not true i guess i watched that before the episode and then evangelion reminded me of of that but mm-hmm. um so i guess i don't have an answer i don't well maybe i should think back longer because i was thinking since i've finished the show and in that time i've really just been watching i finished the gambling uh anime on netflix and then i have just been watching jojo's bizarre adventure and and documentaries so no nothing has particularly reminded me of evangelion uh in that time but let me think for a second that's yeah that's the thing i'm thinking of like direct references rather than uh like things that are like inspired by or similar like 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 this thing i'm thinking of like direct cheeky references rather than actual like reminding me of it and like like I, like we talked about kingdom hearts like that's like a core covering similar themes example mm-hmm. i did remember that the opening of bayonetta references evangelion because you fight that's a, you, funny. you fight a bunch of angels while flying into the moon place oh that's great and uh have you seen um there's there's a direct reference to there's there's a direct reference to ava in um one hour photo where uh I've, I've i've seen the like screen grabs of that a lot yeah but... i love that clip too because i think apparently robin williams was actually a fan and like pronounced mm-hmm. it wrong on purpose i don't know the source of that mm-hmm. information but it's a it's a thing that i find funny yeah i i'll say this i i'm sure there have been like moments where i've been watching something and it's like oh that reminds me of um evangelion but i can't think of them but what i will say is that i know there have been a bunch of times just like existing walking around in life that i'm like oh that reminds me of gendo or that reminds me of like Mm -hmm. whatever and then i'll usually like if it's something like sendable i'll usually send it to you and make some dumb comment (laughs) about this is kensuke and this is toji or whatever but like 
So it's definitely been a thing where like the show is like serving as a comparison point for stuff. I just can't think of anything on the top of my head that's like that came from like media specifically, mm-hmm. which I think like the longer we get away from having just finished the show, like I as I start watching other things, it'll probably start to happen more often because like you said, like a lot of things have been inspired by it and like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think um, I was watching, I, I started, fine, I've been saying that, but I would do this for everybody. I started watching uh, Mamora Hosoda's work kind of in order and filling in the gaps that I'd missed. He's another uh, director who, uh, I mean, it's got to start with uh, Digimon movies, pr- primarily the first two shorts that were later cut together with a third one very poorly into what everyone calls the Digimon movie. Well, it's, it's called the Digimon movie that came to the West. Um, but I do think his style in, uh, in, in what is it? Children's war game or whatever. Uh, I do think the way that he, like he stylizes his stuff does feel very post. I'm like, Oh, I, I watch it. And I think, yes, this came after Evangelion and, and end of Evangelion. Um, in a very uh, sleek, nice way, I think. Um, he's very imaginative. There's some quick cuts in, uh, not not in the same way that Anno does, but like there's some quick cuts in um, uh, The Girl Who Leapt Through Time that I think just like a similar arc of like what is going on in, in Japanese animation. But that's like the only thing I can think of that's come up since doing this podcast. Mamoru Hosoda is great. Best director to ever touch Digimon or One Piece. So immediately uh, top 10 for me. I, uh, I'll i make up for my non-answer with a little like behind the scenes tidbit because we're not going to do it. So it's fine. But um, I, I'm working with a friend on like co-writing a, a potential uh, comic book project. And um, I I pitched the, the, the brand name of like a, a, a rival pizza company in this story. To be Gendo's Pizza, just because that was funny, <laughs> and my cla- my collaborator has seen the show and was like, "No, like," and so so because we're not going to do it, Gendo I feel sucks. comfortable sharing that anecdote. Yeah, uh, but it's just like funny to me to like imagine him as like rather than like shitty man in control of the world, just shitty man in control of a small but rival pizza company instead, just like the same man and the same kind of like cold tactics, but like with like the business of pizza restaurant operation rather than like serious shit mm-hmm. but yeah i'm gonna send you uh listeners might know this one already but this is just another reference but in the uh edge of the spider-verse comic there's some references to eva just like penny like there are some kids in penny's class that just look like the the four children oh i've seen that yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot of things like that uh gurren Logan has one which is like a, a cheap one because it's gynex doing gurren Logan. so like but uh yeah yeah i mean once once you know what you're looking for, like in a popular text, you see it pop up all the time. Yeah. I, I, I had that moment watching Black Hat where I was like, uh, Chris, yeah, Chris Evans? Is that the right Chris? No, no isn't Hemsworth. Hemsworth, in... Hemsworth is in Black yeah, Hat. Yeah, in Black Hat, yeah. So many fucking Chris's. Um, my favorite, my favorite is, uh, oh God, what's your last name? <laughs> all right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he says in, in Black Hat, he says Ola Chica, and I'm like, oh, nice Miami Vice reference. Oh, those are both Michael Mann movies. What does that even? What does that even count as a reference? <laughs> Anyways, moving on to the next question. Another one from Blue Sunrise. I've been kind of trying to space out people who made multiple questions, but uh, they ask, what was the scene that creeped you out the most? And I, this is a weird question because I don't know like 
I think a lot of scenes that are creepy are meant yeah, to. Do you mean in an intentional way? Or, or that's that's the thing. Like what are like made me uncomfortable are things that I think were effectively creepy because I think effective like intended to be. I would say either the Ray clones or the plug suit having veins on it when she's getting invaded. Like those are meant to be fucked up and they work, but intentionally, un- like like unintentionally, that that's the thing with Ava. I don't know what is and isn't meant to make me feel bad and what just does um i mean i'm sure there was like some kind of body horror stuff where i was like yick but like i i keep bringing it up but like it just really like it hit something in me like i think the most like effectively like creeped out i was like that kind of feeling of like like dread and suspense and whatever else was just those quick shots of like Ritsuko and and Masato like dead in the facility. Yeah, we had no idea what had happened between the last time we saw the real world and now that all this like weird stuff is happening. Mm -hmm. Like that that was the most that I felt like an actual reaction of like oh shit like what is this like I think the rest of the stuff was like I could identify it as like oh that's a creepy visual but I didn't really like feel it so I don't feel like that really deserves my answer as like that's the creepiest like scene yeah that's fair i think i think my pick is gonna be like ray clones just because like the way that that scene frames like ray i mean to the character's discredit is an object in the show uh of just like gendo specifically chasing what he wants and like playing god and just having this like vat of vessels that are all just naked teenage girls it's just like yeah, this is a lot of people's dreams, and it fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think it's really effective on that, and the way that um, it culminates in Ritsuko's trauma to just, like, kill them all, and then you kind of have to watch it. I think that scene is, like, up there for, like, effective creepiness. Yeah, and, like, and like even just showing showing the, like, um, was it the, the Eva Graveyard? It's, that's a good, oh, that's yeah. a creepy, like, it's a creepy notion, it's a creepy visual, and, like, um, the the when they unveil that like that room like Ray's other room basically like in the mm-hmm. facility and stuff like that's another like creepy yeah, those are back moment. to back too all three of these are back to back all the Lilith stuff is creepy mm-hmm. yeah I think L- Lilith works too and like how little it's like explained <laughs> it's just there and fucked up well that's what the first half of Lilith stands for a little just a little bit just a little bit. And uh, I was also thinking of the orb angel where Shinji like breaks out of it and blood fucking just goes everywhere like that. That I think hits me so hard because that's like a kind of the first time the show gets that gory. Like, I mean, there's like snippets of it, but that that moment really revels in it in a way that the show, unless I'm forgetting something and I could be uh, that 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 moment really revels in it in, in a way that the show hadn't up to that point in, in terms of like visual like blood going everywhere and stuff like that um but yeah those are all uh those are all good moments the next thing i have written down here isn't isn't really a question that anyone posited but something that's been stuck in my in my brain since i saw people talking about it behind spoiler tags so i don't think you've seen it and and it was i think further pushed to the forefront in my head by the way that uh rebirth frames this moment but uh i believe it was kira who first brought it up in the discord but they posited the idea that Masada was the one who had to kill Kaji. And I was very curious if you had any thoughts on that as a 
as a theory because it's not really confirmed in the text and there's just been a lot of conversation about it on in the discord and i wanted you to be brought into it wait because yeah because we never see who shoots him right he just like this is like took you long enough he says you're late oh Oh my god that theory is oh and and then the, and then we see her break down to to his last um oh no her, his his last like voice message and uh I mean I think that would happen regardless of whether she did it or not because she loved him uh but like the th- so in the movie they they play like the sound of heels clapping while we see Kaji like turn to the camera and say you're late and we cut to a slapping sound rather than a gunshot sound. Um, and then we go to her crying and uh, the, the the scene eventually where uh, Shinji tells Asuka that Kaji is gone, which I think was initially shown in Rebirth and then later added to the director's cut that we watched. But that's the thing. It's not like apparently it's just a theory that goes around. I don't think there's any hard fact on that one. Um, but I wanted to know how you like, do you think that's like likely? Does that what does that do for you? <laughs> I think it's that's a that's very good. Like I I like have a lot of like emotion like thinking about that. So it's very mm-hmm. it's really cool. I like that theory. I'm trying to think if it's plausible because I'm trying to remember the details of like said situation. So like he was like basically like gonna narc on like nerves. So like they would have wanted him gone. So like could Masato have been the person they would count on for that? And does everything that she does and have going on after that makes sense if she had been the person to carry that out. And then like, I'm just trying to, like, I think it makes sense. Right. Like I, I don't, there's nothing jumping to mind immediately that would disqualify that from, from being logical. It's apparently just been a contested like debate forever. Like I just Googled it and I'm like reading a forum post from 2004, uh, which is like, I, I cool. I love that that kind of thing can exist within Eva. Yeah, it's such a cool idea. It, that's, yeah, it's it's interesting. I think the way that rebuild uh, or not rebuild um, that um, that uh, rebirth death and rebirth that movie, the way presents that scene is like, I think leads a little credence to like the I don't know if it's just like, oh, people thought that maybe I'll 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 do this to point at it because it's it's, it's not as clear cut as, you know, Adam on the table, Adam on the hand kind of thing but i do i do think it's like that that cut in the movie is interesting for me i really go back to could she bring herself to do it does that explain why she's so low but i also think she would have been that low to the last voicemail anyway um it's hard to say like uh kaji's last moments when he frees fuyutsuki like he knows that that's kind of the limit of of him playing every angle like this will be the job that gets him killed but yeah, then he just smiles and says you're late, which I think Kaji's Kaji's a little stinker. He would have done that to anybody. Yeah, I know. That's what's tough. I think I think the thing that's really tripped me up is like you said, like trying to think if she could have done it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that she could. I don't know that she could have. Like, I don't I, I could see it either way. But when I think about her, like she like disobeyed orders for smaller things than killing her lover. Do you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. don't know that she would have. Yeah, it's interesting. It's great to think about, though. I, I whoever first position that is uh i'm glad they did yeah i think there's something like cool about the uh the way these characters are written to be so real that like i could completely rationalize it either way yeah i'm like yeah she she does her job she puts on this face where she will do anything for her job and kaji would have reacted that way to masato or to anyone and i think masato would have broken down 
regardless of whether she had to do it herself or not. Yeah. And I and I love that Eva doesn't like definitively say she didn't. It just Yeah. We just don't see it. It's well the interesting thing though is that it doesn't the version you just described from like the movie or whatever like the death rebirth doesn't that sound it sounds to me like it's more discrediting that theory than anything because if you said it it changes from a gunshot to a slap then that would make me think that he didn't die there and something else had to happen later. I think he's definitely dead there and because it how strong is Masato? <laughs> well, I I I think that I think the smack is less saying that like he's not dead and more like connecting him to Masato in that moment um because I don't know she smacked him before um that might be a cut actually to I'd, I'd have to look at my actual I think I wrote it down although you said that 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 movie is not really meant to be like a depiction of the story as much as just kind of like manipulating connections and stuff so never mind I, that, well that's the thing I think some of those connections are to like explain things like like uh, I, I keep going back to the the Adam and Gendo's hand example, but I do think like that cut explains it without just explaining it. Like it's not like dialogue; it's just visually confirming like, hey, these two things are the same things, and we're putting them next to each other so you connect the dots. Um, but uh, I'm looking for. I'm just re- I'm just remembering that that you saying that they took out the gunshot in that particular thing doesn't mean that they're implying the gunshot didn't happen. Correct. It's yes. just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, from my notes uh, that I took last night, um, we, his final voicemail plays um, while we see him doing his side jobs in black and white. Um, so like learning about the fucking Marduk Institute and shit like that. Those were some moments in the episode uh, or, uh, and uh, that's, so we're watching that in black and white while we hear his final voicemail. And that's actually where he uh, we see him delivering Adam. If you remember that he did that, that's why he came <laughs> on the boat with Asuka. He delivers Adam to Gendo, and then we cut from that to it in Gendo's hand. And then, yeah, the the, the scene of him uh, meeting whoever kills him uh, is uh, amplified with heels clacking and that smack after he says you're late. Um, but then it cuts from that smack to Shinji telling Asuka that he is gone. Um, and that is the, the... The smack is the same thing that happens in the director's cut of... I think that was 24? Where... Whatever, whatever episode had the, the coffee pot. I think that's 24. I could be wrong. But that was also a smack in that transition there. So I don't know. I don't... I don't think Masato would do it. But I also just like... I wanted to talk to you about it because that was a, a piece of the conversation that you weren't involved on because of the Discord being in spoiler tags. Yeah, what it, what was the what was the overall feeling in the Discord that you think that that it's it, I don't would have been something to happen. Or? I feel like I'm the only one in a gray area because I feel like people either like no she would never do that or 100. percent I've always assumed that was the case. <laughs> like it's hmm. one or the other. We gotta like put out a poll. We just I want to like get I want to get feelers out for yeah what people think. Yeah, if you if you haven't already uh uh engaged in this conversation in the um in the Discord, chime off. Also now do it in front of spoiler tags so chris can uh chris will join because uh chris chris refuses to touch any spoiler tags until we're done that's right but yeah i just wanted to uh to 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 check your temperature on that uh that theory that discussion and uh i'll now uh switch gears to a a dm i received this morning that aged me five years uh sarah mccostumes asked favorite soup i think personally i'd say probably chicken noodle not a huge soup guy 
Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not a soup person at all. So I will say uh, when the ice cream melts and then you drink it like that, <laughs> uh, that's that's ice cream soup. Ice cream soup. Good yeah, stuff. I think um, I think, you know, if you're imaginative enough, tea is a soup. Uh, coffee is bean soup, if you think about it. So uh, probably coffee, actually. We've let Sarah down here today. Yeah. Um, great joke. No, the Thank obvious you. answer was the obvious answer was primordial, but we tried to we tried to get creative. I think this is a I think this is a question to uh to to everybody in the audience. You know, chime off with your what your favorite soup is. Um, I know Plakwas, friend of the show, big soup fan. All right, next question. Uh, we're, we're nearing the end of my list here. Um, this is a question pretty much just for me. Uh, but Colton asked on Twitter, uh, what content warnings? Should uh should people watching along be aware of for end of Evangelion, um, and uh, I, I would say probably all the ones that you have from the show, but turned up to ten. Uh, big ones being like body horror, gore, CSA stuff. Yeah, there's probably like a list online. I might I might look uh and see if there's a a more concrete list that I can include in the show notes. Hi everybody, just Joe alone now while I'm editing it, and I'm here to say that I found a list for the content warning that I like uh, a lot, uh, that comes from Waypoint's episode on the end of Ava and episodes 25 and 26, uh, but their description starts with content warning, suicide, suicidal ideation, sexual violence, descriptions of gore, all applied towards minors. Obviously that list is for 25 and 26 as well, but I do think it covers end of Ava pretty well. I'll I'll pair it again with uh, body horror as I as I said before in the actual episode, um, but yeah I think uh, it's a great call up. Thank you so much, Colton, for asking this question. I probably would have slipped my mind. So many people already kind of know I'm, I would have probably forgotten to to bring these up. But thank you for that question, and we will talk about all the decisions that warrant those content warnings next time on the episode. Uh, but I will let us now uh, get back to our final question. With with that one put aside, I am down to my one last question here. From Plakwas, who asked on the Discord, to me, would I pilot the Ava if Chris had to do it again otherwise? And to Chris, <sighs> would you pilot the Ava if, if I had to do it again otherwise? Absolutely, because I'm a, a guilty ass little boy like Shinji who would <laughs> absolutely get guilted into something like that. And also, I think, well, no, not in reality. I was gonna say like I'm. I was like maybe like younger me would be like a a Kensuke type or like, this is cool. But I was like mm-hmm. no, I'd be too scared. I'd be too scared. It, it, the, the the fear would outweigh the cool. So it's mostly just that I'm uh, very easy to uh, to make do things I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. It's like I don't know. I watched the show. It seems like it fucking sucks to pilot the Ava. Yeah. Uh, you know, you just don't. You don't know that decision until you're until you're in the situation care a lot about my friend chris i do a lot for him i similarly probably would have to have some fear involved so who could say i think i think we both relate to to shinji in that dilemma and i i think that i like about ava is how we see shinji process it over and over and over again as the situations get worse and worse and worse that's life baby baby well that's all the questions so you didn't even get any from ano no i don't i don't know if uh I don't know if he's listening. What the fuck was the point of the mailbag? I don't know if Anno is a, a listener to the show. 
He's the, he's the fucker that's like, there's no real men left. This sucks. <laughs> I, 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 I imagine, uh, I imagine Anno had similar hate mail, like along similar lines of why doesn't Shinji, I don't know why Shinji doesn't just uh, be cool in the robot and then uh, hook up with all the girls around him. Like those, that there are yeah. subsections of Eva, quote unquote fans, Eva watchers who respond that way to absolutely they they thought they were watching tenchi muyo and they were, they were like yeah i don't think i don't think anna's a fan of uh of that but i'm sure that'll be a conversation we return to plenty uh and and next time we will be watching end of evangelion uh 1997 film directed by hideyaki Anno and uh suramaki i can't remember kazuya i think kazuya suramaki i I'm looking forward to rewatching it. It's been a while since I've seen it. I'm interested in rewatching it having done all of this analysis and talked about it for so long in the Discord and on this show. And um I'm sure Chris you've heard plenty of things about it in passing. Uh, I am interested cuz I've been hearing about this for what feels like most of my life just like being around it's, people. It's like it's it's a uh, one of probably the most uh discussed animated features if i had to guess i i remember i just have i just memories of like i have like a friend that like when we were like in high school together was like a big fan of evangelion Uh, shouts out to burge (laughs) and 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 they would like they had the manga and they would talk about the anime and stuff and like they might have even like told me like what because like i just like they always talk about how like messed up like end of end of eva is and like messed up, messed up in the way that we say fucked up, or messed up as in they don't like it. I don't remember. I just got a sense that there, there was like some like there's like kind of taboo and like kind of like it's a controversial, like just piece. kind of messed up. Like yeah, and so like I just always and I don't remember if I ever had explained to me like why that was or not, but that's just like the sense I've always had of it. So I, I I'm interested to see what it's all about after all the build up. I think similarly to how I was uh, eager and, and, like, very curious to see how you thought about the show ending the way it did, I think End of Ava is, like, even more so, like, it's not that I am, like, vying for you to love it. I don't even know how I'm gonna feel rewatching it. I just, I'm just really eager to have done it and then discuss it, regardless of how the conversation goes. Yeah, I'm really excited to, I don't know why I didn't even, like, figure this out, really. I, I guess I didn't really bother thinking about what it might be too much. I was like, oh, it's like some movie or whatever, I don't know. But, like, now that I know it's, like, specifically, like, an alternate ending, I'm really interested in that. I want to see what it is. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a movie that is, like, I mean, one, it is, like, the, the ending of a, st- like, a, a, a show. Like, it is, presumed like, you know, an hour, 30 minutes that ends... 24 episodes of story before it but yeah i think it is it is something so concretely defined by its context um you know it's a movie that was greenlit and made because people did not like the ending like it is and also like that is that that is a thing that is on top of on top of Anno's already very personal low points that are built into this show so so like you think about, you know, the show that is, you know, this man processing this depression and the story hits these low points and grapples with trauma and it makes this, uh, you know, they run out of money. So they make this like bare bones expressionist uh, finale that, uh, you know, comes out saying that like, you know, 
all all of this can be true and you can still come out with hope you know like you can you can imagine a better future for yourself you can work on it and then people fucking hate it and i and i i I say hate it i say are dissatisfied that's all kind of like like i i I haven't actually grappled with the fact like oh yeah gynas got like death threats it was it was rough like i i would say what we uh, like recently have watched happen with like the the last jedi to rise of skywalker pipeline is kind of nothing um compared to this uh not to not to you know diminish you know how awful people are to to ryan johnson and uh kelly marie tran or anything but yeah i it, it was rough and that extremely colors the the context in which ano is like okay yeah i'll make your movie <laughs> okay and I'll, I'll make your alternate ending god and i'm i'm ready i'm ready to revisit it it's been a while since i've seen it tell me before we go just tell me that this man has received his flowers for that ending since that that he has like heard how good it is and, well, that's then. the thing like that's there there are people like you and me who love it and uh you know i i would say i don't know what the split is because uh the internet is big and i have really only read takes from people in english i i mean like that's that who could say uh, I haven't done as much research as there is to be done, and this was a thing that happened in the late 90s. But I, I don't know. I, the thing is that Eva makes a lot of money, and he's gotten to make a lot of passion projects since then. Um, so, like, I, I hope it all shaked out in the long run. But, uh, yeah, no, it's... Anna's, Anna's still alive, right? Yeah, 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 100%. <laughs> I, he, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna send this man in Japan a letter. It's like, I liked the ending of your television show. He turns six, 60 next month. His birthday oh, is May twenty yeah. second. He will be sixty soon. Guess who's getting a, a card on his birthday? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, he he, you know, he revisited to, uh, you know, he willfully returned to to Evangelion with the the rebuild films, and he's directed some other passion projects. I don't know if we'll talk about Cutie Honey on this show. I haven't uh, watched it and decided it yet, but um, there's that. There he did uh, Shin Godzilla, which we will talk about. Um, Shin Ultraman, he'll be doing eventually. Um, that's, I think, his next project after 4, well, 4.0, 3 plus 1. But uh, I think it's all right, and I think he's okay now. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I, I, you know, I, I wanted to be clear with, like, the context of, like, uh, how poorly this, this ending was uh, initially received. Um, Death and Rebirth, the decision to, like, recut that and include 30 minutes of of the movie that replaces that ending almost feel mm-hmm. like i was i was like trying to think of a comparable comparison and that's where i came up with the the last jedi thing i was like what if they re-released the last jedi recut and included the first 30 minutes of rise of skywalker and said to be continued or shit like um and even that's like not even really i think as highly cared about as as ava is i was thinking of mass effect 3 how like people that's like another, were yeah. like ba- babies about the ending, and so Bioware like it was like all right, we'll change it. I was like, no, don't let these nerds deserve nothing. And yeah, and, cap- like... and capital and pleasing people is uh, something that Anna doesn't fucking care about, <laughs> honestly. Um, which yeah. is the thing that I like about like that's the thing is like whether you appreciate it or not, like I I respect on paper uh, Anna's decision to make like his own stuff. We'll we'll dig into that more uh, in two weeks when we do, we do our episode on a on end of Evangelion. At least two weeks for the podcast feed. Who knows when we'll like 
in real time actually watch it and record. But uh, I am looking forward to returning to it, uh, discussing it. Me as well. Oh, I, oh, I guess I was going to touch on uh, the the next movie and like the next movie to come out. It was supposed to come out this this summer, and uh, they recently changed it to just coming soon. I guess we'll. Um, I mean, we'll watch it when it comes out, but just to to speak to the fact that it's been uh, delayed again, uh, understandably, I, I hope that it's released on digital. I don't know if that happens. I don't know how much Kara uh, and their partnership with Gainax is dependent on making a, a bunch of money in theaters, but we'll cover it when it's out, but regardless. And until then, we'll be covering Vin Diesel's Bloodshot. <laughs> Have you seen it yet? <laughs> Not yet. No, I want to, though. It's, I mean, it's a, I don't think it's a manga adaptation. I think it's a graphic novel. I think it's Western uh, in the core, but. No, it is. Yeah. Wait, it, wait. It's yes, a it valiant, is. It's a valiant, it's a valiant comic. I've, it's, it's an American okay. thing. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, I have seen it. So, I mean, if you want to do a full, I, I, that'd be Patreon content. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep waiting for the the what I keep what I really keep doing is I keep pestering Cat, joking that we're gonna watch it, and then uh, and I every time refer to it as Vin Diesel's Bloodshot, like uh-huh. the full title, and then I just keep waiting for the price to drop, but it never does. Yeah, that's like me with um Trolls Two. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I'll watch it when it's three dollars. Uh, not well, you don't want to go on the world tour, Joe? Not for twenty bucks to only have it for forty eight hours. The the new Scooby Doo movie was recently announced to just be going straight to digital, and that'll be the same boat. Where it's like, yeah, I want to see it, but I'll wait for it to be like a normal rental price. Right. I don't know. Movies are weird right now. South by Southwest sure. is going to be on Amazon next week. So wild times. Yeah. Um. But yeah, three three point oh plus one point oh. Once upon a what thrice upon a time is the the title. Thrice upon a time in Tokyo three. We'll we'll talk about it when we can. But um yeah, I think that's it. So Chris, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me at Topher Disgrace, where I will be tweeting things and then deleting them when they get three likes. <laughs> Didn't do enough numbers. <laughs> I, I I you know, may I look forward to you hopefully tweeting about Vin Diesel's bloodshot. I hope I hope you get to Thank see you. it. I don't I don't think I will. When it but... I, I would say what is three dollars, you know, but no, 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 I'm going to watch it. I just mean I don't think I'll probably tweet oh, about okay. it because everyone else will be like, we don't care, and then I'll delete my tweets because <laughs> nobody you cares. cares about my... Griffin Newman fucking loved it. He's a big Vin Diesel stan, though. Who is that? He's uh, an uh, actor and podcaster that I follow. Oh, okay. He loved it. I don't, I, way more than I did. I thought it was just okay. <laughs> uh, anyways, is that it? I think that's all. Is that all your plug stuff? Oh, I mean, I forget that plugging is a thing I should do. I I uh, I made a I made a a little video game kind of. Uh, it's in my pinned tweet on Don't say on the Twitter. I just mentioned. you made a game. It's a game, yeah. Whatever. You're right. Um, <laughs> I made a game. It's fun and cool. <laughs> it makes people laugh and have a good time during other times where they'd otherwise be having a bad time. This is how I'm selling myself as a, as a creator. <laughs> um, Gotta start somewhere. I'm getting like loopy right now. Um, and then uh, HHWF just made its return. We had Santa Claus versus Mr. Clean. But something I something new to to promote for the YouTube channel other than uh, wrestling action for once. Um, my my cohort over there, at Alien Happy Hour, Ben has started doing Animal Crossing Island tours, and uh, the first one. 
came out and I loved it. And the second one is coming out in a couple of days. So by the time this episode comes out, uh, should be available. But if you're uh, an Animal Crossing like person who like wants to see that, or if you're someone who's kind of like just been like me, where it's like I don't play the game, I don't really know a lot about it, but I want to see what what the hype's all about. It was really enjoyable to just like take a nice relaxing trip around people's islands while they showed you around at the things that they built and stuff. So it's a nice little time. And that's at uh, youtube.com slash alien happy hour. Hell yeah. You can find myself on social media, ghost of Joe, ghost of J. Oh, I will plug not a podcast this episode, but a thing I wrote recently. Um, that compares, uh, compares is almost, I think, uh, shortchanging it. But I wrote about the ending of uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake and how its creative decisions reminded me and could possibly be analyzed by looking at Hideaki Anno's decisions in uh, directing uh, the Rebuild movies, which, um, I mean, we'll get to. You can kind of... You can kind of get a sneak peek of where my mind at is with uh, the Rebuild movies if you want to check out that piece. Uh, I'm really proud of it. I really liked it. Um, It's currently pinned on my Twitter, but you can also find it at ghostofjoke.substack.com, which is a a, a neat little newsletter website, which is where I'll be publishing any other stuff I write if I don't pitch it anywhere. But uh, yeah, I really like that piece. So if you you like those movies uh, or if you uh, are are interested in in how I might uh, relate them to that game check out that piece you, you can join the the orange groves discord server uh i'll put a link in the show notes and you can also find the link at the website uh of the podcast network the orange uh to chat about you know this episode end of eva if you're watching it again i did a i hosted death and rebirth uh as a stream in there haven't decided if i'll do end of eva yet but um potentially some other movies i might watch for the pod in the future so that was fun, but you can join there and chat about this or this episode, chime off about uh, your favorite soups, or um, if you think Kaji was killed by Masada or some shit. Uh, you can also tweet about the show with hashtag NervousRexPod. And I think that's it. I think that's all the shit that we plug. That's it. I think this, I think this is the longest we've recorded, so I feel like I'm just... It's absolutely... My brain's, yeah. my brain's just no thoughts, head empty. But thank you so much for listening, and uh, reiterate all the all the the things I said in the last episode. But thank you for watching along. Thank you for submitting your questions uh, and discussing in the Discord. I look forward to continuing this uh, with uh, the movies that we're gonna watch, and also the other uh, works of Anno that we will be digging into after End of Eva. I'm very excited about uh, this last last little victory lap of, of the podcast. Uh, but until then, uh, I, I don't know, rate and review on iTunes or Shinji, you'll have to do it again. And to have a good time when you otherwise would be having a bad time. <laughs> if, yeah. <laughs> the new sign-off. <laughs> yeah, if, if possible. <laughs>
I have I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, we don't do it super frequently. Once a month at best. Did, did you forget? We analyze the story and discuss the show's themes, characters, compare it to other media, and how it provides an allegory for real-life politics and events. I, I must have forgotten. What, where can I listen to remind myself? You can listen at the Orange Groves Podcast Network or search for We Are Watching One Piece in your favorite podcast app. What's a podcast?